No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, a radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour. Could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear that, Brian. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. And I'm sure that most of our listeners by this time, Brian, almost seven years into the program, on my favorite TV shows, favorite radio shows, you remember how you could remember the theme to Gilligan's Island or you can remember the theme to Beverly Hillbillies, just one of those crazy shows you used to watch on TV. I'm sure that a lot of people probably have memorized our intro to the show by heart. What do you think? I would imagine so. I know I have. Somebody asked me, well, how do you introduce your show? Uh, I don't. Jeff does. And then I did your entire introduction I know. off the top of my head. So they were like, oh, wow. You did a lot of those. I'm like, yeah, a lot. Anyway, yeah. familiarity, I think there's something to be said for that. It's like a song that you hear over and over again. You know every word to the song, and you may have heard it a thousand times, but every time you hear it, it is your favorite song. So I hope that we have become your favorite financial show. We are your favorite song. Well, Brian, I want to talk about a lot of things going on today in the news. I mean, we'll talk about GameStop, the failing retailer stock price suddenly surged due to Reddit's Wall Street Bets forum. Chances are you don't have a frequent reddit.com uh, on your list of things to do, but you might be wondering how this happened and what it means for your money. We'll also be talking about important birthdays to remember and an income strategy and more, but let's start with Reddit a little bit. Brian, this whole thing with GameStop happened a couple of weeks ago, but it is still Reddit. So explain a little bit how this situation happened and how Reddit is involved. Really, this is more of a David and Goliath story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into the details of selling short and all this good stuff, but uh, I, I wanted to comment on how I saw things here. 
What was interesting is sometimes greed can backfire. So I want to give a little history on when this happened before, because one of the things was, oh, now they're going to go after silver and make that go up. And I said, yeah, I was thinking you haven't seen nothing yet. Well, go back to 19, the 1970s and into 1980, when a couple of brothers from Texas tried to corner the silver market. In fact, globally, they tried to corner the market. So we were in a high inflationary period and they had purchased a lot of silver, I mean, tens of millions of ounces, and then they they really went for it. I mean, silver was trading about four bucks an ounce, and I remember I was probably about 12 years old at the time, and I was a coin collector, and so I had all kinds of silver coins. And so I'm watching this every day, and I'm going, wow, my coins are going up in value. And I watched it go from four to six to 10, 12, 20, and then lo and behold, it got to 50 bucks an ounce. Now, what's interesting is earlier in that decade, gold had been our standard, and it was pegged at 35 bucks an ounce. And here, silver in the same decade was all of a sudden 50 bucks an ounce, going up from where it was around four. So they made these heavy bets on silver. And back then, you know, photographic equipment, Kodak needed silver. Uh, Tiffany's even put an ad in the paper how disgusting it was that no one can buy their silver. It's too expensive because of these brothers' greed. And so it went. And so they they thought, well, if some is good, a lot must be even better. So there's reports they own between one-third to two-thirds of all of the silver in the world at that point. And then what they didn't expect was people were like, well, you know, I've got the mint has been making silver coins for, you know, 150 years. We got silverware, we got silver stuff we can melt down is worth more to me melted and sold as silver. Mm -hmm. And then the price started dropping and then it started tumbling. And there was one day where it just completely collapsed. And it went basically went from four to 50 back to six in a pretty quick order. The Hunt brothers at one point were the richest people in the world. And they owned, back in 1980, about $15 billion, which is just do the inflation on that, what that would be today. A huge number. They ended up declaring bankruptcy due to their greed because they didn't see something coming. So I, I say that as a, you know, this story on uh, GameStop has happened before. Somebody said, well, I'm going to short them. I, I'm going to drive the price up and then I'm going to be able to sell it and buy it back at a much lower price. Well, that didn't happen because there was a movement afoot <laughs> to prevent that. So this GameStop situation really raised a lot of questions about how we invest. And really, I, I think the whole thing is, you know, there were people who invested money that they couldn't afford to lose. And ultimately, they did lose that. Is this GameStop situation, does it really point to a fundamental flaw in investing for those people who lost the money? I mean, did they fail to really look under the hood and investigate the P.E. ratio, that sort of thing? Well, yeah. I mean, nobody thought GameStop was worth anything more than about 12 bucks a share, the mm. buyers or the sellers. And so that wasn't about that at all. It was about using leverage. And just like the Hunt brothers, one of the reasons they lost so much money is because it wasn't their money. They borrowed it. And then the banks called their loans and they had to pay up. And the only way they could pay up is to sell silver. Yeah, but silver prices are depressed because we're flooding the markets with it. Too bad. You have to sell it because you borrowed all this money. We need it back. It's the same thing when you have a, the hedge funds shorted the market and they had to supply. And well, yeah, but it's too high. We can't afford that. Well, too bad. You contracted out that you would, you already sold something you didn't own. Now you got to buy it back at whatever the price is. You thought the price was going to be lower. Well, you were wrong. 
Well, we don't have that much money. They actually, uh, they shorted more than the entire, all the entire outstanding shares of this company. I mean, it's just like, oh, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. And, and a lot of, you know, internet savvy younger people basically joined a movement saying, well, let's stick it to the, these guys and, and buy up the, the shares of this and keep that price high. So they have to buy it up back high. And so I've, I've talked to a couple of young people that owned it. And I said, well, what's your exit strategy? And they said, I don't care. I'm just part of a, basically part of a movement. We just yeah. want to make our voice heard. And, and what I think in the future is Wall Street's got to be a little wary. These hedge funds have got to be wary about what kind of positions they take because it could be an overnight disaster for them if they get too greedy. And, you know, that crowd of folks says, well, let's, let's take on these guys too. So I'm not going to comment whether it's a good thing, bad thing. It's sure interesting, though, I think. Yeah. But that is, you know, it's not how we invest money, obviously, Madrona, but uh, it is very interesting to see this go on. Brian, because you're familiar with the practice of shorting stock, and if you had a client who came to you and said, boy, this GameStop thing, I'm watching it go up and up and up, buy these shares, would you have bought them or would you have really looked under the hood to find out what was really going on here and maybe been a little suspicious? Well, like I said, nobody thought that GameStop, which doesn't even make a profit, I mean, they sell videos in in malls. Videos are downloaded anymore. I mean, they're, in my opinion, they're today's blockbuster. Right, right. Nobody thinks, and the company doesn't make a profit as it is, and it's going to get harder in the future. And, you know, it's like, there's nothing good, in my opinion, about GameStop stock. There's no fundamentals there. It wasn't about, it could have been any company that was struggling, any company that you thought wasn't going to do well, that you thought the price of stock was going to drop. It didn't matter which one it was. They picked GameStop uh, in this case and a few others. There was there was other ones too, American Airlines and, and others. But yeah, it was not about fundamentals. So, But it's a good question you ask because I will talk to people about stuff that they own, not from whether you should have bought it or not. Who cares? You own it now. Uh, what is your exit strategy? So maybe you have real estate and you've been really successful at that. Well, you're going to manage that till the day you die. Well, I wasn't intending to, you know, I probably wouldn't be the best landlord when I'm 90 years old. Uh, no, probably not. And if you pass away or your spouse gets to manage it or your kids and like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. What's your exit strategy there? If you own GameStop, What's your exit strategy to that? What you know, you own stock, you own uh, anything at all, any investment. You got to have a either a distribution plan, an exit strategy, a legacy plan. These all tie together, a tax plan, all of these things with with those decisions. So it's interesting to look at these situations and go, well, it's not really about this company at all. And I think one of the let me interject this too. The stock market is one of the only things you can do where you you can uh, sell something you don't own. I cannot short real estate. You know, I can't go out and sell properties today thinking they're going to drop in the future and I'll buy them back then. I can't sell a car I don't own thinking it's going to depreciate in value and I'll buy it back in the future. But I can do that with stock. And so it, it is a weird thing. We might see some rule changes in the future to try and dissuade that. It is a strange business. Uh, people like Elon Musk have even said, let's outlaw shorting, period. Why should anybody be able to sell something they don't own? So what do you think? Uh, do you think that they should outlaw shorting? Is this something that we're going to see in the future to prevent just this sort of thing from happening? Well, I don't think it will be outlawed just because there is what's, what's interesting about that is most of the activity in the markets does not involve the actual ownership of anything. It, it involves the ownership of 
a facsimile of something, a promise. They call them derivatives. So an insurance company or, or an investment company might have a, an index or, or something, and they don't actually physically own the stocks. It's just, They're trading as if I did own the stocks. This is what it's worth, and I'll trade it to you, and I'll short it, I'll go along, I'll do this, I'll do that. As if we were using real money, we're not. And then one party will pay or receive from the other party, depending on the movement of that index, of the stocks that we don't even own in the first place. So it's pretty uh, crazy out there what the world of derivatives has become. And it's enormous. So I I don't know that that wouldn't collapse it right there if you just outlawed everything. So that's, uh, that's for somebody with a lot more economic degrees than I have to figure out. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We've been talking about the GameStop situation and how you can avoid being hurt by something like that. I guess the takeaway here is when you get into something, you got to have an exit strategy, and some things are better left to the pros. If you would like professional advice on your retirement portfolio, all you've got to do to get your no-cost, no-obligation financial plan is give the folks here at Madrona Financial a call to set up your appointment. That number, 844 844- for Madrona, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also go to the website, vet the firm, and request your plan there. That would be madronafinancial.com. Time for a break. Brian, we'll be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona. 
Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about interest rates. And Brian, the Federal Reserve met at the end of January and issued an altered version of their statement from December in which they said that they're committed to using their full range of tools to support the U.S. economy. Chairman Jerome Powell also made statements regarding inflation and interest rates. First of all, let's talk about inflation. I mean, sometimes inflation is a good thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, you you don't want deflation. You don't want too much inflation. It's kind of, you know, not too hot, not too cold, but just right. So right. it kind of falls in, in that space of things. So, you know, if you buy a house, let's say you, you know, pay $500,000 for a house, you want the value of that house to go up. I mean, that would be inflation. But Jerome Powell has said that he's going to be keeping these interest rates and, you know, trying to keep inflation about where it is. He's keeping these interest rates pretty much where they are at historically lows. Now, that is good news if you're out there buying something or you're going to refinance your house. I mean, to be able to get sub 3% interest rates is really, really quite good. But if you're trying to live off the interest of income, quite a different story, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And and the prices, I mean, you can have increases in value without having inflation because it's a, the increase in value has more to do with supply and demand. So if people are moving into a particular area or the population of home buyers is increasing relative to the supply of homes, prices go up. If rates are low, prices go up even faster because, you, you know, like you just said, it's a great buying market and sellers benefit from low interest rate on those too. So in the real estate world, that can be a good thing. Some people in the real estate world want inflation. So let's say that you own an apartment building and if there's inflation out there, then you can raise rents. And people are like, yeah, well, of course you do because we have 10% inflation, so you gotta raise rents on me five to 10% every year. And if they have a fixed payout on their mortgage, they have a fixed loan, they're going, well, I get a pay raise when we have inflation. So some people in real estate want that if, if you're uh, holding it and you want to raise rents. So yeah, there's winners and losers on, on basically everything that happens. But I think the, the biggest aha moment I, I'd say over the last 20 years is it used to be income planning was done through CDs and bonds and so forth, paying, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent and and that's how you were gonna fund your retirement. So oh I got a million dollars, I'm gonna buy some CDs and bonds, I'm gonna get five, six thousand a month, I'm gonna get social security. Between the two of us, we'll have ten thousand a month and everything's great. Well then the interest rates drop to next to nothing and that five, six, seven, eight percent is point five, point six, point seven, point eight percent now on those bonds and CDs. And people are going, Oh, gee, my plan was, you know, five thousand a month and now move the decimal point one over and now it's five hundred a month. <laughs> That's not really what I had intended. So almost zero interest rates can make it difficult for retirees to live off their savings. I mean, if, like you said, if you got CDs, these money markets, I mean, it's hard. You're hard pressed to find anywhere any sort of CD that pays more than about 1%. So if people are trying to live off their savings and they've been in CDs, I mean, because of the risk tolerance, is there anything else that we can look to to help those people generate a little more income that maybe fits their risk tolerance, which can be kind of low in retirement? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, we talk about risk and not taking too much risk is, is always talked about. Sometimes the problem is not that you took too much risk, it's that you took too little. 
There are so many people out there sitting on boatloads of cash. Well, how long have you been sitting on that? 20 years? <laughs> I'm afraid of the market. Okay, well, 20 years ago uh, would have been a good time to invest in pretty much anything long term uh, for some of that, whether it's stock markets or real estate or a fixed index annuity or a fixed index universal life policy. Pretty sure you'd be happy that you invested in, into something. And uh, if you didn't need it right away for liquidity, which 20 year money you didn't, you know, that can devastate their retirement too. And so I think it's good to assess whether you have too much risk, too little risk, that's part of the assessment. But in retirement, of course, we need one thing above everything else, money, cash flow. Secondarily, we generally need, not always, generally need some security in that. And so the th you know the things that offer cash flow and security, the obvious ones that come to mind is a fixed index annuity, where it's a promise to pay monthly cash flow for life as long as you live for you and your spouse. Okay, well, that, that sounds like cash flow. That sounds like security. The two things I want most in retirement, because I still, even this week, I had somebody say, well, you know, I attended some seminars, and they said, don't ever use an annuity. I'm like, well, okay, if, it, if in retirement you are dead set against cash flow and security, then don't use an annuity. That's fine. There are people that don't need annuities. But generally, a lot of people say, you know, I wouldn't mind some of my money being secure and some of it paying me cash flow for life. But there's different ways to use annuities and different ways to distribute the money from them. You might use, use it as a legacy asset to leave money to your kids and then you don't have to worry about market drops. And maybe you get one that even pays extra free life insurance on top of it or an FIUL, a fixed index universal life policy. So there, there's a lot of uses for these things. No one product does everything. So uh, annuities might be good at cash flow. And then who cares what interest rates do? Uh, you know, I, I got money coming in. I know what it is. I know it can't run out. That's great. But interest rate movements will affect markets. They'll affect bond yields. And certainly if interest rates go up, bond values go down. So there's a lot to this just looking at interest rates. I mean, it sounds boring talking about interest rates, but it really has a huge effect on real estate, bonds, stocks, and, and there were ways you can protect them from increases in that. Brian, regular listeners of this program have heard you use the term CD on steroids. That referred to a certain type of annuity. Can you tell me what type of annuity that is and why do you call it a CD on steroids? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to fixed index annuities, I look at them as tools. I'm not here to sell a fixed index annuity to anybody. It is a potential tool. So I basically have four ways I can use this tool. One way is to invest as an accumulation tool. So I'm not buying an annuity that's going to pay me cash flow for life. Maybe I'm fine with cash flow. I just want something safe that can potentially beat a CD and potentially beat it by a lot in, any, in a given year. So that's what a CD on steroids looks like. So that's one, just accumulation. It's kind of like a CD, but can be much, much better. Another one, I might buy it, as I just mentioned, for the cash flow for life. There's another annuity I might buy as a legacy annuity for my kids that I can count on it being there and growing and having ex way more money than I put into it. And the fourth way to use this tool is to not use it at all. <laughs> if I go to a job and I have a toolbox and I have a saw in there, but I didn't need a saw, I, I don't use the saw. So some people don't need an annuity. So you either don't need it, you can use accumulation, you can use it for cash flow for life, you can use it to leave it to heirs. I'd pick a different annuity for the three times I might use it. And then, and then the fourth one, of course, you don't use it. So 
These are all on the table and that's part of the planning process we go through as opposed to, I will just call it out, there will be people on, on the radio talking about annuities and they pretty much have determined before they met you that you need them because that's what they sell for a living. If that's what you sell for a living, I think right. everybody needs what you sell, right? We don't take that approach. It's perfectly uh, reasonable for some people not to ever buy an annuity, perfectly reasonable to buy an annuity for one of the other three purposes. And there are also people out there who say that they hate annuities. You shouldn't buy them because they don't sell annuities. So, you know, CDs, money markets, people primarily got into these things because they were easy and there was a very, very low risk to them. I remember when I was a kid and I had a passbook savings account. There really wasn't much risk to that and there was more of an upside. How do you help people assess their risk tolerance? And many times are people less risky than they really should be? Yeah, it can go both ways. And, and I might have a little different answer on this because, sure, I could sit here and say, yeah, if you are worried about the markets or, or you want to have lower risk, and a lot of people say, yeah, I, I'm concerned about risk. Someone might say, well, then put all your money in risk-free assets and CDs, annuities, and all of that stuff. And it's the word all that I would I would say. And I can lower my risk with what you would normally call risky assets. So for instance, the more types of risky assets I have, the less risk I have because they're not all going to go in a certain direction. We call that the beta. It's a measure. It's a financial term for the measure of correlation between different things. So for instance, I might own a stock market investment. I might own a real estate investment. Well, they don't move in tandem with each other. And I might own a bond. Well, they don't move in tandem with each other. And I might own some other thing that doesn't, uh, fixed annuity, whatever it is. The more you start adding, the less likely it is that they're all going to drop in tandem because they aren't correlated. So we can have some riskier type assets in a conservative portfolio is what I'm saying. So you don't have to just be sitting there in cash. You can, you can have other things. And certainly fixed index annuities generally don't, they have a floor of zero. You, you generally can't lose money in them. And so that is an obvious call for probably a percentage of a portfolio if someone wants to avoid risk. But most people don't want to avoid it completely. They want to avoid excess risk. So it's not avoiding risk, it's avoiding excess risk that we would analyze. You're listening to Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs, our program called Growing Your Wealth. We're talking about Jerome Powell's recent Fed statement, the fact that interest rates are going to remain low and what that means to you as an investor. As we said, if you're out there buying or refinancing a home, it's a very good thing. But if you're trying to get some interest off some safe investments, it could mean something totally different. If you would like some help with assessing your risk tolerance and generally just putting together a retirement plan that'll get you where you need to be in retirement and, you know, to discovering whether or not you need to wait for retirement or you can retire right now, you can get that plan at no cost and no obligation with the advisors here at Madrona Financial. Everybody's well qualified to talk about your finances. And with Bauer Evans CPAs, of course, there is the tax side of things too. To get yours, again, no cost, 844-MADRONA is the number, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also find out more online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a quick break. We'll be right back with more of our show and talk about a retirement income strategy. All that and more when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. 
Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, social security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about a retirement income strategy. And Brian, according to a recent study, 49% of Americans cite running out of money as their chief retirement concern. Do you know how much money you're going to need in retirement or what could happen if you run out of money? Because it might mean making the choice between going back to work or making a big lifestyle downgrade. So let's talk about that, the strategy that you would use to create a retirement income. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Brian, and correct me if I'm wrong, there are basically very few legs to that retirement stool, pension, savings, and Social Security. So let's talk about each of those. If you have a pension, and precious few people do today, you've got some choices. Would you rather have a million dollars up front, or would you rather take a monthly installment? If someone is faced with that choice, what are some of the considerations that they should think about before choosing one over another? Because if you pick one, I understand you can't go back and change your mind. That's right. Part of our process, and I want to talk about our process a little bit here, is that some might be interested in learning about this and having a plan. They might have an advisor, maybe they don't. They probably don't have a very specific plan and a distribution strategy that goes along with it. Pretty much never see that. And so we're happy to talk to people about the different things. A lot of people eventually say, yeah, this this sounds interesting. Uh, What's the next step? The next step is that we have you fill out a questionnaire that gives us some information so that we can prepare a preliminary financial plan. This is what it looks like. If you don't use us or change anything, this is kind of what we think it looks like. 
That's the only good starting point to answering this question. I can't do that off the top of my head unless I know your other assets, how old you are, what you, you know, and a million different things. And so we prepare that plan. And then from that, we start working it out. Okay, now let's see how we can improve this plan. That's where we analyze the, the lump sum versus the pension or the do you need a, an annuity to pay cash flow for life? Do you not? Do you keep your real estate? Do you sell it, pay the tax? Do you sell it, do a 1031 exchange? Do you sell it and do a, a Delaware statutory trust? Do you need tax-free life, you know, life insurance for the living, the fixed index universal life? All these different things we start analyzing, but it's not just a product discussion. It's a discussion about, okay, where's your retirement income going to come from? And maybe some of it's coming from your, your just your assets, and that's fine too. But also, when are you going to take it and where are you going to take it from, which involves taxes and, and other strategies. So it's a very complex thing to put together a proper financial plan. I think there's a lot of folks that maybe have an Excel spreadsheet here and there or financial planners that, that wing it a little bit. We do it uh, much, you know, I'm a CPA. We do it like a CPA would. We do very granular. We get inside the numbers very specific and build a financial plan to start working that out. And then we do what if, what if scenarios on different strategies to get a good visualization of what your retirement income would look like. So I was putting the cart before the horse there a little bit, talking about the pension and uh, saving Social Security. The first step is just to create an income strategy plan. And I would imagine that you do that maybe after the outgo plan, or how do you do it? Do you figure up what your expenses and outgo are going to be before you do the income, or is it the other way around? Oh, it's actually the same time. And so your your outflow is your outflow. And you can say, well, in retirement, I want to spend more money. I want to live it up a little bit. So yeah, right now I'm spending eight grand a month. Maybe in retirement, I want to spend 12. Okay, let's plug that in. And then we can start saying, okay, where's this going to come from? What are the taxes going to be on where it comes from? It's a big part of this. Obviously, taxes are a big, big item. When do you want to spend most of it, you know, and, and at what age and so forth? So, again, they all work together. It's not even, to me, financial planning isn't necessarily, okay, we do this step, then we buy an annuity, then we move your accounts, and then when you're older, you start taking money out of here and, you know, it's not like that. It's kind of like you gotta you gotta look at the whole ecosystem all at the same time because it's all interrelated. So once you have your outgo plan, your income plan, then we talk about the individual aspects of that income plan as we talk about pensions. There, a lot of people uh, don't have pensions these days, but if someone does have them, they do have to make that choice between a million dollars now or fifty thousand dollars a year. I guess it would be a pretty easy choice if they could tell us how long they're going to live, right? Yeah, it gets a lot easier. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, my parents are still alive. They're 95. I'm like, okay, well, chances are you you might too. Or, yeah, I've got health issues and my wife lived a long time out. Well, then you better take the pension with survivor, 100% survivor benefits. Or, you know, th- these are things that we can start fine-tuning once you, you, you're working out that situation, that question. But yeah, there's different kinds of cash flow. And with the low interest rates we have, uh, some of the ways, as we talked about in the last segment, some of the ways that we used to think we could fund our retirement through CDs or bonds have kind of gone away. So we've got to look at other solutions. That's why fixed index annuities are, are pretty popular now. They weren't that popular back when interest rates were high. You just put it in the savings account and get 6%. What do you need an annuity for? 
Well, now, you know, you get you don't get 6% anymore. So now we're looking at other options for that. So low interest rates make uh, actually getting into an annuity a little more attractive than it used to be. We talked about savings a little bit, trying to find some income on savings that are relatively safe. Of course, that uh, points to risk tolerance. We talked about that. Social Security, another aspect of someone's income strategy. But Social Security really can be taken in a lot of different ways. So let's talk about that, optimizing or maximizing Social Security. Yeah, so one of the things that we're working on right now, and we're real close to getting that out there, is uh, essentially an income distribution strategy program where we're going to be able to look at all your different parts of it, of what you have, and decide when and, and how much you should take from each different area. And some people say, well, you know, I take it from my non-taxable stuff, right? And my Roths and I take, you know, Social Security early or late or whatever. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes we want to trigger taxable income. I've seen some programs out there that try and convince you, you need your taxes to be at the 0% bracket. And for most of my clients, well, that first off, that's impossible because they have real estate, they got, they have income. It's going to be taxed. The goal is to tax at the lowest rate. So you might have room in the 10, 12% brackets. And if you're very high, you know, much, much more money, uh, you might uh, think 22 and 24 is a decent bracket to pay because you think it could be a lot worse in the future. So we can manage to figure out how do we get you to the correct bracket. And then we integrate the Social Security decision into that, the pension decisions into that. Do we use Roths? Do we sell real estate, pay the tax? Do we not? Do we do 1031 exchange? All these different things interconnect that way, but we're going to be able to roll out here in the near future an income planning tool that helps us decide what the distribution order should be year by year that literally could save an enormous amount of money if it's done right. Brian, you talked about insurance here a little bit, and you talked about the fixed index universal life policy. I always called it life insurance for the living. Is that a tool that you could use to create income in retirement? Potentially. And the reason I say potentially is the life insurance policy. So you say if you're listening and I'm well and you're you know eighty years old and, and not in good health, no, <laughs> you can't. You won't get insured. So you have to be able to be insured and you have to have time on your side. I would find it very difficult to find a situation where even a healthy eighty year old would want to buy a life insurance policy. Sure. There's not enough time for it to, to bake. But if you're fifty years old and listening to this, absolutely. <laughs> That's talk because there's some great solutions out there for tax-free cash flow in your retirement. Uh, If you're 40, if you're 30, if your kids are 30, if the kids are 20, yeah, let's talk. And you want to do gifting. If if you're in your 50s, we should talk. If you're in your 60s, it gets a little tougher. I have seen situations where it works, but certainly it's, it's a lot tougher the, uh, the older you get. Brian, if someone has a term life insurance policy and term, of course, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, it's getting towards the end of that life insurance policy. Is there a possibility to convert that term life insurance into whole life, sort of a convertible type plan? Generally not, because term policies don't have any cash value in them. Uh, You pay into them. If you die, your heirs get paid. It goes for a term, a period of time, a term. And then you can't pay for it anymore because they've said, well, we've insured you for 10 years or for 20 years, and we don't want to insure you anymore at those low rates that you got when you took this out when you were younger. You know, term insurance is great for people, young families and and so forth, and and you need something just in case. But they're a tool that says life insurance in them, but they aren't the tool that provides tax-free cash flow to yourself in retirement or to your heirs. 
And so that's where a permanent insurance policy comes into play. So they're both life insurance, but they have completely different uses, just like annuities can be used for completely different purposes. Brian, some people listening to us may have a highly appreciated home that they are living in and uh, their heirs are, you know, don't necessarily want that home or need that home. They're, they're uh, children or for some reason that is, you know, don't want to leave it behind. Is there a possibility of using a reverse mortgage and taking the equity out of that home and creating some income there? And if you do do a reverse mortgage, would that save on taxes or would that just incur more taxes? Uh, the reverse mortgage wouldn't uh, have a tax event typically in these situations. And yeah, it can be used for cash flow. You have to decide, though, that, you know, what's your what's your end game here? If you think you're going to have to leave that home at some point in time for whatever reason, then you're going to have a, a big mortgage to pay off at the closing. And what's your next place going to be? Is it just going to be a retirement place? Okay, fine. Are you going to have to buy another property? Well, if you are, you got to make sure there's going to be enough equity to make that happen. And so there's there's other planning considerations with a reverse mortgage. We're talking about retirement income strategies with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, that is part of the entire plan that you get here at Madrona Financial Services. You come in, you get your appointment, you sit down with a financial advisor. They'll get to know you. You'll get to know them. You'll have a frank discussion in the beginning there about your income outgo, and it'll be comprised of several meetings before you do get that financial plan. But it would be, I think, very well worth your time. To get your no-cost, no-obligation financial plan, once again, that number to call, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And as always, you can vet the firm at madronafinancial.com, and you can also request your financial plan there. Brian, time for a break here on our show. When we come back on Growing Your Wealth, we'll talk about important birthdays to remember and more when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Yesterday, I talked about the national debt. I indicated it was about $27 trillion, and that's about 82000 per man, woman, and child in the United States. The unfunded liability is about 371000 per person. That's future uh, already promised Social Security, Medicare, prescription drug, etc. And now we're proposing uh, bigger increases. So many of the proposals are about raising taxes. And raising taxes, when I look at unfunded liabilities of $124 trillion, we only collect about $3 trillion a year total from all sources. That's personal income tax, corporate income tax, Social Security withheld from your paychecks and matched by your employer, Medicare, same thing, tariffs, fees, all sources. It's about $3 trillion. So that's in a year. So when we're talking about $27 trillion that we owe from stuff we've already spent, that sounds like nine years of 100% of all collections. When we talk about $124 trillion of unfunded liabilities currently, that math starts getting in the 40-plus year range, and that doesn't even include what we're going to spend in the future. So we can plan on taxes going up. When you're doing your financial planning, you're going to want to consider different tax strategies going forward. We'll be paying attention to what gets through, what doesn't, when it's going to get through, and when it's not, as far as proposals that are coming up. But absolutely, don't just look at the stock market. Look at your tax projections and plans for the future when doing financial planning. 
And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit MadronaFinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what your CPA may not be telling you. Brian, I always love those articles. I see them online. What your doctor isn't telling you, what your pilot isn't telling you when you're flying the plane, flight attendants, waiters, waitresses. These are interesting articles always. So in this segment, we want to talk about what your CPA is not telling you and why. Uh, first of all, uh, the CPAs here at Bauer Evans CPAs are just a little bit different than your average CPA, aren't they? Yeah, because of the sister companies, Madrona Insurance Services, Madrona Financial Services, Bauer Evans CPAs, Common Ownership, and a lot of crossover employees and, and a lot more integration than you would see. Most CPA firms are purely just CPA firms. So CPAs, they don't intentionally not tell you things because they know about them and they just choose not to tell you. There's another reason, right? There's a couple reasons. One of the things that was very frustrating to me early in my CPA career was people would ask me my advice on investments. And I'd have to stop and go, I am not licensed to speak about investments. I can tell you just basic informational things. I can translate financial data. I cannot give you my opinion on any of them because I'm not licensed. And when that happened, what was the response? Well, I I trust you. I'd really like to know what you think uh, because my financial advisor, he's really good at sales, but (laughs) he he doesn't tell me, I don't know that I trust what he's saying because I know he's getting paid for what he's selling. And I'd really trust you. Can't you just give, give me some advice? And so, uh, yeah, it was very frustrating, Jeff. So I, I eventually got licensed so I could answer those questions. And, and one of the other things that occurs to me is, is not only are CPAs not licensed to give investment advice uh, most of the time, but if they aren't licensed and, and you're talking about some of these advanced topics, even if they, you were to ask them to explain DSTs or FIU, you know, fixed index universal life or different uh, uh, topics like that, that affect their taxes greatly, then it's not something they deal with very often. So they they maybe don't don't even know much about it. That's right. I mean, I would never trust my taxes to somebody who was twirling a sign on a street corner with a Uncle Sam hat on or something like that. You do need a qualified CPA. And as you said, most CPAs, actually the vast majority of them, do not know about these advanced topics, such as fixed index universal life policies and premium financing and Delaware statutory trusts and steps up in basis, gifting, all of that sort of thing, too. But here at Madrona Financial Services, I mean, you do have Bauer Evans CPAs. Now, this is not a CPA firm that you can just get your taxes done, is it? No, we're really focusing on helping those clients that are using all of our services, Madrona Financial, the Delaware Statutory Trust. FIULs, the Fixed Index Universal Life, whatever it is, that they really need the kind of the full meal deal. We're not looking to grow just our, our 1040 practice just to do more 1040s because, and that is that is the issue I'm talking about, that most CPAs that have practices, they get, and I, you know, I was one of them way back when, 
I was very focused uh, on doing the tax return, uh, getting the forms right, making sure I had all the deductions, all the income things are in the right, I used the right forms, depreciation was computed properly. It's very difficult when you're in the, in the weeds there, getting all the numbers and all the right boxes and all the right forms. It's very difficult to step back and go, what does this all mean? What kind of things can I glean from this tax return? What kind of advice can I give my person? I, I think anybody that has a CPA is probably thinking right now, you know, you're right. I get my tax return and I get a bill for it and the forms are filled out well and I'm supposed to sign it. I send it in. I either owe money or I get money back. Not a whole lot of discussion about fixed index universal life, future income tax rates. You know, how do I get it zero percent? Should I? What are some of my legacy concerns? What about should I do a Roth conversion or not? Should I do a Delaware statutory trust or not? You know, all these things you talk about on the radio all the time, Brian. This is not the conversation I'm having with my CPA, and it's not because they don't they they don't mean the best for you. Of course they do. But it's just not what what they do, nor are they generally licensed to even talk about it. So here at Bauer Evans CPAs, you have certified public accountants that if they do have a question, they can literally walk right across the hall and ask a financial planner. But many of your financial planners are also CPAs, aren't they? Absolutely. And, and it, within my own firm, I mean, I'm constantly getting emails from, from my own staff saying, hey, somebody has a question about, maybe it's one of my CPAs, and, and they're going, oh, somebody's selling some real estate, and they have some questions about DSTs. I'm like, can you call them? I'm like, oh, sure. So I just pick up the phone. Hi, heard you were in to see uh, one, of my, one of my people and want to have a discussion. And I just call them up and talk, to, talk them through it. And whether it's, you know, Joel or Christy or Bob or myself, all of us can, obviously can answer those questions. Sometimes you just come over to my office, they send me emails again, or I'm brought in on meetings or whatever it is. Certainly information is there. We have a dozen CPAs on staff and, and can answer these questions. CPAs here certainly deal with a lot of this stuff, but even my own CPAs would not be able to sit down, a lot of them would not be able to sit down and have that discussion about the some of the things I just talked about, the fixed index, universal life, DST, step-up basis, uh, Roth conversion. They can do a lot of work around that, but what they're really good at is identifying, hey, you need to talk to somebody at Madrona here about your situation because they're they're looking for bigger picture opportunities so they can really make a difference for that client. Not just not you know they're going to get the forms right and all that too. They're going to help them with their CPA services, the consultative things that the CPA firm does. It's just the investment products and and so forth themselves that maybe they can't talk about. They just uh, again send us across send their client across the hallway. So, Brian, how would I know if I need Bauer Evans CPAs to work for me? I mean, would it be okay? I'm interested in a fixed index universal life policy. Should I then call the CPA firm, Bauer Evans, and come in for a consultation with Madrona Financial Services? Or do I do something else? Do I find a CPA, just go up and down the row and (laughs) ask who knows about FIULs till I hit on one of them? Well, I would suggest that if you have a CPA, that maybe get that CPA in contact with us uh, to talk about your situation. You know, first you would come in and talk to us and we'd say, hey, we've identified some things we'd like to talk about. Maybe your CPA would like to talk, uh, be part of that conversation because CPA, for instance, let's say you own real estate that you want to sell and your CPA says, no, you got to pay all the tax. You don't want to, you don't want to do any of this other stuff. I don't even know what it is. Well, let us talk to them. So we can point out, okay, it's Section 1031, it's Section 1033, it's Revenue Ruling 2004-86, and they go, oh, oh, okay. So they, we can uh, work together 
And it's no knock on your CPA that you can't, no CPA can know everything. That's a big tax code. <laughs> There's a lot of planning around that. There's a reason why Madrona Financial Services and people here spend a lot of time learning this stuff. I mean, we want to work with your CPA. Maybe you don't have a CPA. We, you know, we, can, we can certainly fill the void there. But certainly your CPA working with your financial advisor is probably one of the most critical things in the industry that I see is very underserved and something we can offer. So, Brian, what you're saying is that if I do have a CPA that I like, I've been using them for years and years, but something has changed. I now have a fixed index universal life policy or I'm interested in doing a, a DST. What you're saying, if I'm not mistaken here, is that my CPA can call your firm and your CPA can talk to my CPA? Absolutely. And I'll tell you why that CPA wants to do that. That CPA does not want to be the guy that you just sold the $3 million property and they didn't mention the DST and you go, why didn't you mention it? And they go, well, I've never heard of it. They don't want to be that person. Well, I just, I just paid $600,000 in income tax that I didn't have to pay had you known about it and I could have talked to Madrona first. They would like to know that. You are doing your CPA a favor mm -hmm. by telling them to give us a call and learning about some of these, these advanced topics in an area that they just don't deal with much. You're doing them a favor. You're doing you a favor. You're doing us a favor because we want to be helping you get the right solution. You're probably not doing the IRS a favor, no. but I think we can get, it, get over that. Brian, if I suspect that maybe my CPA has not taken as good a care of me as I thought he or she should have, and maybe they've made a mistake. Is there an opportunity for you folks here at Power Evans CPAs to maybe do a revised tax return and undo some of this? Uh, no, I would say that's not probably going to be our focus. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because this goes back to that situation I was mentioning where the person called me after the fact. Oh, so this, okay. yeah, this, this whole segment's about let's do this before anything's been done. Let's do this thing before anything's been transacted, any decisions are made, anything's been finalized. It really, I, I just can't, I can't do uh, planning in rear view mirror after it's, it's done. It's, it's almost all invariably too late. Right. So you can't revise a tax return if you've made a mistake like that on it. Can you go back? I mean, you can't go back a few years and just fix something, huh? You can revise a tax return. However, you can't revise the planning itself. Okay. And uh, once, once something's been realized, meaning it's been transacted, sales occurred, you put the money in your bank account, you sold your business, and then you want to allocate it properly between goodwill and non-compete and all these other things, yeah. uh, and, uh, equipment, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's always too late, it seems like, to change the fabric of what has occurred to be in your best interest. So again, uh, yeah, you can change the number was put in the wrong form, whatever, sure. but that's not really what we're talking about. So the key here is to plan ahead. Once again, if you want more information about anything that we've spoken about, including Bauer Evans CPAs, you can go online to madronafinancial.com and get your questions answered there. You can also give the firm a call. If you are a CPA and you have questions, you can call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. -A. Well, Brian, once again, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the Cookie Monster, Greg Dunnett. Our show produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Maite Talavera is our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And Superboy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? 
Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services, and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona.